You are listening to Supernatural Confessions, where it is a safe place for you to confess all your experiences, be it supernatural, myths, urban legends, superstitions, or even unknowns. And as a team, we'll compile and feature your confessions on our platform. Share with us your story through our Facebook page or website. You just need to search supernaturalconfessions.com. I'm Kim, your host for this podcast series, and now, let's get on to the confessions. Hello fellow listeners of Supernatural Confessions. Welcome to another Wednesday podcast. As I've asked you for last week, whereby I posted a question, what do you think about this episode? Some of you guys replied, so I want to say thank you so much for your response. Again, like any other episodes, this episode as well, we are going to ask you the same question. So we would appreciate it if you could drop your response down below as well. Okay, as promised on the last Friday evening, this is the longer confession where I sit down with a confessor which wanted to remain anonymous and he tells me about all his creepy encounters. So ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. This story happened uh, quite some time ago, a couple, couple of years back when I was still in school, right? I'm not going to say which school, but uh, it's in the west, um, quite forested nearby. Okay, and, and it's a very old campus. So uh, what happened was uh, I had this very major project due. It was like three modules combined. And uh, back then, we were like, slacking up. so uh, we had like three months to do our project and we didn't do it until the very last week so the project was due on a Friday and on a Thursday the, th- the, the day before it was due me and my friend were like oh shit you know we haven't started our project so we decided to stay back in school for the very first time to okay, to rush our project overnight so we stayed back in campus, we stayed back at the atrium to do our work. And at around 11.30 at night, okay, the security guard came and he chased everybody out. Okay, we didn't know, we thought we could stay overnight in school. So the security guard told us, so actually, uh, we, we closed the school for the night. You cannot, you cannot stay here and do work. So we had no choice. Lah. So we went uh, to the nearby McDonald's to continue doing our work. The McDonald's actually told us uh, we are only 24 hours for delivery. Uh, it's not for dine-in. So dine-in is only until 2.30. Okay, so they, they chased us out again at 2.30 a.m. So we didn't have anywhere to go. Lah. And the class class next day was at, I think, 8 a.m. 8 a.m. And I live about two hours away from campus. Okay, So 2.30 a.m. Lah. If I went back home and then I went back to school it'll be four hours already so kind of no point going back lah. so uh, me and my friend were like oh okay we don't know what to do so we were wandering around uh, then this police car came uh, I think it was patrolling so the, the police officer stopped by and then he questioned us because he thought we were loitering and so we, we told him oh no 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 we, we, were, we are studying at school so we just came out for a walk then he told us okay so you, you better get back don't, don't loiter around uh, so we had no choice we went back to school and at this time school was locked okay the power was off everything it was dark and next to the main gate of the school 
there's this security guard house. So, uh, when we went up to the gates, the security guard came out. Uh, the same guy that chased us out earlier. So there were a few security guards, but it was just this guy that came out. And he asked us, uh, what, what are you doing at school at this time? Don't, don't you know that school is closed already? So we told him our story. Uh, so we asked him, like, please, can we just go in and do our work? We won't like, do anything funny. Just let us go in and sit somewhere and, and use our laptops. So the security guard, uh, he taught for a while. And then uh, he finally gave in. He was like, okay, okay, uh, you guys can go to the atrium. We'll need the atrium. Huh? But there's no power. So we were like, okay, okay, it's okay. So the atrium is actually from the main gate, right? So the main gate is the, the, the guard house. And then you go down a slight slope to the right-hand side of the road. The first building is the atrium. So the atrium is basically just at the entrance of the school, uh, in front of the gate. It's not very, very close to the gate. Like you have to walk a bit. So uh, if I remember correctly, the atrium was like five or seven stories high. So it's quite a tall building. Okay, so there are a few layers of steps. Uh, every layer, there's like a few, there, there's like study benches. Okay, so, okay, when, when you when you imagine like a sports stadium, right? So there's like the steps going down, right? Yeah, it's something like that. So except that instead of like people sitting there, there's, there's a lot of benches. Am I describing it? It's like a staircase, but it's just wider with benches. Correct, 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 okay, correct. Okay, yes, yes, I understand. Okay, so there's, okay, so it's like, it's like a bowl shape la, at the bottom. It's a, a little bit like a bowl shape. La. So it sloping down, slope down. And then right at the center of the atrium, okay, there's, I think, two vending machines. So that's the only source of light in the whole atrium. So the whole atrium, it's pitch black. La. It's pitch black. And then there's only two vending machines uh, right at the bottom. So of course, me and my friend went to the vending machine. Uh, and we sat next to it. At least got some light, right? I was facing the vending machine. My friend was sitting with his back to the vending machine. So he was facing me and facing like the wall behind me. So there was a wall behind me. It was about, I think, 1 to 1.5 meters. Uh, it was a long wall. If I remember correctly, the wall, like it stretched for a bit. Then uh, I think at the end, it would it turned off in, like, like into the toilet. Yeah, so it's a long wall then. like Because it's quite a tall building, so it's very um also quite hollow right because it's very a lot of empty space so you can hear like, anything anything happening there like anybody walking around doing things you can hear because it's so quiet and it's quite far from the main road so the main road is like I mean the road outside outside the, the guard house right because inside the campus there's also a road but nobody nobody's there at night right? yeah so it was also pitch black so it's quite far from the, the roads uh, the lights everything all very far from the atrium so the only source of light in the atrium is the vending machine so me and my friend we were just uh, doing work on our laptops and then we were chatting and uh, suddenly we heard this sound okay there was this piano key so it was like just one key uh, ding. and because the whole atrium is so quiet and hollow the sound echoed so it was like very long and and the weird thing is like me and my friend pause and look at each other because there's no piano at the atrium uh, first firstly no piano at the atrium secondly we didn't hear anything like nobody coming in on our uh, no footsteps no nothing and it's so quiet you can hear everything so we heard nothing okay so me and my friend just waited like to see if anything would happen and then I looked at my 
I looked at my laptop the time. It was exactly 3am. So it was 3am Thursday, but nothing happened. Okay, so me and my friend, okay lah, we thought maybe, yeah, whatever lah, continue talking and doing our work. Then after a while, my friend stopped talking and then he just, his eyes just opened very big. And I looked at him. So I said, what, what's going on he didn't reply me and he just like indicated with his eyes behind me okay so I thought he was like trying to play a stupid joke or something so I said what you see ghosts is it then his eyes opened even bigger but he still never said anything he just kept indicating with his eyes for me to turn around I, I really thought like he was wasting my time because uh, and, and I said you know we are very far behind already and <laughs> you, you still want to play like a joke like this but um, eventually I, I turn around okay I turn around and I look at the wall behind me so basic science right there's uh, object uh, there's light there's object then there's shadow right light object shadow so over here the light source is the vending machine and we are right next to the vending machine when I turn around I saw this the best way I can describe it is like a female silhouette gliding across the wall very slowly. It's like you put somebody on a skateboard and then you push them very slowly. It was like gliding very slowly along the wall. Okay. And the weird thing is that the light source is next to us. So anything casting the shadow should be directly in front of us. There's no like street lights, no nothing because we are so far from everywhere. The only light source is here. So anything should be just directly in front of us. But there was nothing. So I looked at the shadow for a while and then I turned back to my friend and I wanted to say something I wanted to say like oh what, what the hell whatever but when I turned back my friend was already packing his bag okay he was packing his bag already and he was on the school track team so he, he packed his bag already and then he started to run and I thought oh fuck you know I'm screwed he's, the track, he's on the track team <laughs> so I, I didn't have time to turn back okay, I just threw everything in my bag and I ran after him so we both sprinted we sprinted all the way out of the atrium and up the slope back to the guard house so we only stopped in front of the guard house where there were people and then we just stood there gasping for breath and the security guard came out he came out and he asked us what was wrong what, what happened and we still couldn't talk because we were running all the time right so uh, we just pointed okay. I don't remember if it was we or just me okay, I, I pointed back at the atrium and uh, the security guard was like oh okay okay then he went back inside the guard house he took out three chairs and he brought out the chairs and he put them on the road like under one of the street lamps and then we sat down to catch our breath so uh, the security guard told us a few stories you know the school at night like when we patrol in pairs it's actually for our safety and uh, all the security guards have seen stuff and then he gave me exact locations like over here level 7 uh, blah 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 over there, the toilet, last cubicle, over here, under the staircase, very exact locations. And then, after, I, I don't recall if we, like, we actually spoke to him, or we were just like listening. Okay, but after like we listened to him tell his stories for a while, the security guard checked the time, and then he said, I think it was already around 4. So we were there for like an hour plus, almost an hour. Lah, okay? So it was 4. And the security guard said, okay, now now should be okay already. There shouldn't be anything already. And then I was thinking, wow, this kind of thing still got scheduled on like 4 o'clock, go back. But I didn't ask him, okay, because we were still quite shocked. But I was thinking like, huh, why 4 o'clock don't have really? 
then the security guard say, okay, uh, come, come back with me. Let, let's go. If you ask me now why we followed him, I cannot give you an answer. Uh, but I, I guess it was just because he he gave off this very confident vibe, like balls of steel. Okay, so he was just like, come, come, come back with me. Let's go. So uh, we followed him back to the atrium. Okay, and this time we didn't sit where we were originally sitting. We sat. Remember just now I told you it was like like a staircase, right? Then a lot of rows of benches, right? So we sat somewhere in the middle of the staircase. So we sat at one of the benches in the darkness. So he just walked into the darkness and sat down like he owned the place. And then we just sat there with him. And then he continued talking to us. I don't remember what he spoke about. He said he, he spoke about many things. But one of the topics he brought up uh, that I remember was he asked me whether I was religious. Uh, I think he asked me, do you believe in God or do you believe in angels? Something like that. And I was thinking, well, I'll wait, 4 o'clock and you are trying to convert me to Christianity. So... <laughs> Um, I just gave some patronizing answer. I was like, oh, um, yeah, that kind, right? And then he asked me, uh, how come, how come you don't believe, uh, in in angels when you believe in when you just saw something dirty? So if you believe in spirits, how come you don't believe in angels? Then I couldn't give him an answer, uh. And he said, you know, they can be all around you, just that maybe you cannot see. Then I was like, oh, okay, okay. Then. We continued talking. This whole time, my friend didn't say anything. Ever, ever since 3am, he, he didn't say anything. He just kept quiet all the way until now. So it was just me and the security guard talking. So we spoke all the way until the sky got bright. So it was about, I think, 6.30, maybe. Around 6.30. And then student, like, uh, students started to trickle into the school. Okay. So the security guard, he got up and he said, Oh, I've been here long enough. It's time for me to get back to my post. And... I thought, okay, because we have class at 8, so we can also power nap. Lah. So we said goodbye, and then I told the security guard, I said, uh, you know, we spoke to you for the whole night, and I still haven't asked for your name. So he said, my name is Zach. So I don't know if it's Z-A-C or Z-A-C-H or something. He just said Zach. Okay? So I was like, oh, okay, okay, nice nice to meet you. Then uh, he went back to his post. We went, we went, we took a nap, and then we went to class. So... Um, at the end of the day uh, we finished class I think in the evening so every time when I go home I have to walk past the main gate lah, to go to the bus stop okay so I just glanced into the the guard room to see if Zach was there and he wasn't so I thought oh okay maybe like still haven't come for a shift so for the next week right the, the following week every day when I walk past the guard room I will look into the guard room just to see if Zach was there I don't know why it just yeah, see if he's there. And I didn't see it for one week. So at the end of the week, I just asked one of the guards. I was like, hey, how come I never see Zach like this whole week? And then the guard told me, there's no Zach. There's no Zach working here. And I said, it cannot be because that night I spoke to him the whole night and my friend was there. But the security guard said, okay. So he took out the roster of the personnel working there. And then he said, you tell me which, which one is the person you spoke to. And then there, like, there wasn't a Zach on the list. You are listening to Supernatural Confessions Podcast. If you have your own confession, do share it with us through our website, supernaturalconfessions.com. Remember, you 
are not alone. Okay, that is the first part of our Confessor's story. As he told you in the story whereby, first, it's the weird lady shadow figure that appeared in the wall, on the wall, or rather on the wall, behind them when they are sitting in the total darkness. Then, it's the security guard that actually chased them out firstly, and then after that, helped them to actually, or managed to give them a space to finish their stuff in the school. Then after that, told them about what happened in the school and actually accompanied them until the next morning. But the weird thing is, the security guard after that could not be found. He's not even on the roster according to other security guard. The second part of this confession is actually being played on last Friday. Or if you're listening this on Wednesday, I actually reproduced the whole thing and it's on Monday. It's released on Monday. Whereby, our confessor actually tell another story of meeting another person which also similar to the old man just disappear. But the weird thing is, both of this person ask the confessor the same thing, whereby, do you believe in the higher being? As in, do you believe in angel? Do you believe in God? Are you religious? So are these two characters or are these two persons actually connected? Are they here appearing to the confessor, bringing a message that something else is going to be happening to the confessor? Well, we do not know, right? Moving on, the confessor tell me another story, but this one is not related to the first two that he told me. This happened when he is even younger, and it happened in one of the bungalows in Singapore when the whole family goes for a vacation. So here is his story. Uh, this one also quite long ago. Last time, every year, my aunt would rent a company bungalow at Pasiris Park. Also Pasiris, uh, she would rent a company bungalow at Pasiris Park and she would invite all our families together. So this was like a bit like Chinese New Year, right? Where you see like all the relatives that you usually don't see. It's like, oh, I have this, this auntie, I don't know. Okay, so we will just gather there and we will stay at the bungalow for about maybe two, three days and then have barbecue and whatever. So I had this one older cousin. At, at the time, I think I was maybe like eight. One of my cousins had PlayStation. So at that time, all of us would queue up to play the PlayStation. Because only two controllers, ma. So everybody would queue up. So uh, one one night, uh, they decided to go to the beach for a barbecue. So this bungalow is basically overlooking the beach. Like you step out of the bungalow, then you cross over. There's this big field. Then you cross through the field and then it's the Pasuris Park where it's the beach, the barbecue area. There's the second floor. Okay, the second floor, um, the, the karaoke room, the karaoke room. That was where the PlayStation was at. So inside the karaoke room, there's this, uh, I think it was like this big flat screen TV. And then we had the PlayStation there. And then there were two doors. Okay, two doors. It was air conditioned. So there were two doors. And when you open the door, it's like one staircase going to the first floor. So there were two staircases and both staircases led up to the the karaoke room doors and then on the second floor to the left and right side were all just like the bedrooms lah. okay so the first floor was the living room the living room area all that stuff so everybody decided to go for barbecue and I had a great idea I decided to stay back by myself so nobody would fight with me for the PlayStation so I stayed back in the karaoke room playing and then everybody left the house to go to the beach so metal gates are 
like old metal gate. So when they went out of the house, he was like. Then bang. So you can hear. And then you hear like the chatter of people like then like slowly trail away. So the whole house was empty except for me. So I was sitting there happily playing my PlayStation. And then suddenly I heard this noise coming from the first floor in the living room. It sounded like somebody moving around, moving things around. And then all of a sudden there was this very sweet smell. It wasn't like slowly wafting in, right? It was like zero to hundred. It was just like boom, this very sweet smell. I cannot tell you what kind of smell, because I don't know. I just remember it was a very sweet smell. And there was no like air freshener or whatever inside the air corner. The smell just came very suddenly. And then I heard mumbling. It was like the best way I can describe it is like tongues. Okay? You can hear somebody talking but you cannot understand what they're saying. It's just like You know something like that, right? Then but it sounded very evil. Like it was scary, okay. I, I, I mean I don't know how to say it. yeah I, best best way I could say is it sounded evil to me like it, it sounded scary so there was somebody just muttering downstairs and then moving things around and then I was quite scared because there were no locks on both of the doors in the so anybody could just come into the room that I was sitting in okay so I was just sitting there and hoping that nothing would come up then I heard everybody coming back from the barbecue so the voices were coming my family all came back. Okay, so the, the doors opened, the, the gates, okay, it was like, then everybody came back. So immediately the sound vanished, the, the murmuring, the tongues vanished, and the sweet smell vanished. So it was like 100 to 0, like, psh, gone. Okay, it's not like slowly, slowly, cannot smell, cannot smell, right? It's just like instantly gone. Okay, so. Uh, okay, so that was, that was it for the first day. The second day, because I was a small kid, right? So short, short memory lah. Then I was thinking, like, everybody went for a barbecue again. And I thought, ah yeah, stay back and play again lah. Like, where, like, nothing's gonna happen, right? Like, that was just yesterday. Okay, so I thought nothing would happen. So I stayed back. And again, like, the day before, everybody left. Okay, and the gates closed. And, cause it's very, it's very obvious, right? When people come in and out, because you can hear, it's so loud, it's like, so the gates closed, locked, everybody, everybody saw already. And then the smell came back. Okay, I was still in the car the, the karaoke room. The smell came back. And then the murmuring came back and the moving moving came back. Like people moving around, moving stuff. I don't I don't know what stuff, it just sounded like moving stuff and like walking around. But this time it wasn't at the living room. Okay, this time the sound was right outside the door. It was right outside the door. And then I was thinking Oh shit, you know, like the whole time, right? I just sat there holding the controller, I didn't play, I just looked at the doorknob. It's like those horror movies, right? You see, you're waiting for the doorknob to turn. Then I just sat there, I don't know for how many hours, uh, I, at least a few hours. I just sat there and I remember I had to pee, but then I didn't dare to go out. So I just sat there holding in my pee and staring at the doorknob, waiting for the doorknob to turn. And then I thought I was going to die. Because it was damn scary. Like the sound was just outside the door. Like, Walk out. Don't know. Don't know what to say, lah. So, um, luckily, my family came back again, and then, again, uh, the sound vanished, the smell vanished, everything instantly gone. Then my family came back. So third night, I didn't stay already. I just told my mother to bring me home. I didn't tell her why. 
Then I I only told her like ten years later or something. Fellow listeners of Supernatural Confessions, if you like our podcast content and wish to support us, do buy us coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com/assyfridaylife. We appreciate every single cup of it. I think I would have reacted exactly the same way the confessor said so. First night, playing game, hearing weird noises. Second night, probably I'll forget about it. But second night, when it's really outside the door and kind of like telling me that, boy, something else is going to come inside if you're still going to be playing your PlayStation. Third night, like the confessor, I would have not stayed in the house anymore. Thank God the confessor actually left because God knows what's going to happen if he still remain in the same room playing his PlayStation in the third night, right? Probably the weird sound is now going to be inside the room. And the last part of his interview, he told us about his experience when he was a tour guide in Pulau Belakang Mati. I used to work as a tour guide. Uh, I used to work as a tour guide for Sentosa. Okay, so I work at Fort Fort Canning, uh, Fort Siloso. Sorry, Fort Siloso is on Sentosa lah. Before it was called before it was called Sentosa, it was called Pulau Belakang Mati. So that's because a lot of people died on the island lah. And um, Fort Siloso is basically a coastal fort that the British built to fight the Japanese because last time they thought the Japanese would invade us by sea, not by the jungle. So they had all the forts facing the open sea. And they were preparing to fight the Japanese. So for Fort Siloso, and all the coastal forts they are built on hills, so higher vantage point. Okay, so Fort Siloso was built on on a hill lah. So I was uh I was like a World War Two guy. I would bring people around Fort Siloso, tell them about Singapore's history, World War Two, show them like all the guns, the battlements, uh, the tunnels, and all that stuff. So when I first started work there, uh, there was this old man. Okay. He's a caretaker. He stayed there, I think, 20 years already or something. I don't remember the exact thing, but like he actually stayed there. He was like sleep there overnight, that kind of stuff. And he's not an old man. Then the old man took me aside. He said, uh, boy, you, you come here to work. I need to tell you some things first. Then next time, if you bring guests around, then you know. Then he bring me to the tunnels. He said, okay, you come here. You need to step in with your left foot first. Then before you enter the tunnel, you must knock on the door and ask for permission. Okay, then he bring me to another tunnel. He said, okay, over there, you see, over there, got somebody sitting there. Then I cannot see, okay, but he will tell me. Okay, but then uh, there was this, there are three tunnels in Fort Silo, so tunnel A, B, C. Okay, they call it tunnel A complex, tunnel B complex, tunnel C complex. And tunnel A is locked. Tunnel A is locked. So only the staff have the keys. I'm, I'm not sure if like people can actually go in, la. like it's locked to public, la, but maybe they can ask stuff to open for them. Uh, when I was giving tours, I wasn't supposed to bring people down tunnel A, but sometimes I would bring them in for fun. La. It's like, you know, finish the tour already and I say, hey, you all want to see extra thing? No, okay, I bring you to tunnel A, I'll show you more. La. You know, that kind of. So tunnel A uh, is actually this tunnel that um, from the top of the the top of the fort, the top of the hill, uh, it's a tunnel that leads to the coast and then there's one watchtower. There's one watchtower there. So the old man told me, uh, Okay, if you want to bring people down this tunnel A, uh, you make sure that none of the girls have periods. 
So make, cannot bring girl with period. Then I say, how how you want me to ask? Like, okay, everybody in the tour group, anybody period, hands up. Uh. Like, very weird, right? Then he say, yeah, if period, cannot come down here. Then the staff over there also told me, okay, so that basically two two toilets in Fort Siloso. One of it is at the base of the of the mountain, of the hill, at the base, uh, where like the train station is, the 7-Eleven, everything. Uh. Then after that, it's like a... F- like a forest or something like going up it so in the middle of the hue the middle of the hue there's another toilet uh it's a very small toilet next to this small wax exhibition i think there's only like one cubicle each uh, for female and male then the staff told me uh, uh one morning when they went to unlock the place because they locked the place every day at evening time that morning they will unlock the whole place so they went to unlock and inspect everything they heard one woman crying from inside the cubicle Then when they went inside, there's nobody there. And they were in pairs. Uh, at the top of Fort Siloso, there's this wax museum. It's called the Surrender Chambers. So at the end of the tour, we'll bring them through the whole fort. Then we'll finish the tour at the Surrender Chambers. So it's a wax museum that shows what happened during World War II. So all the surrender treaty between the British, the Japanese, da 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 that kind of stuff. So the last... The second last room is this very very long room with two tables. Okay, on the on one side is the Japanese, one side is the British. I think I don't remember which side is which lah. Okay, it's just the British and Japanese. It, uh, so they are signing the surrender treaty where the at the end of the war the Japanese surrendering back to the the British. I think yeah, the British was Mountbatten, right? Yeah, Mountbatten. Okay, so one of the chairs ah, uh, so there's is this very long very long room with a lot of wax figurines and then the the people that go to the museum will walk through in the middle. Okay, you walk through in the middle. So left, left, right side, there's one long table each. Uh. Then one of the chairs is actually, I can't remember whether it was chained to the floor or it was like, okay. I can't remember if it was cable tie or chain. I, one of one of these, uh, okay, one of the two. It was like tied to the floor. Then I asked the staff, why is the chair, why is that particular chair tied to the floor? Then it's empty. Uh. They say the chair will move at night. So they tie the chair. They have to tie the chair to the floor. And then uh, all the staff are working there. They don't dare to go inside the surrender chambers by themselves. When they go, when they have to go inside, uh, like they will stand outside and welcome guests, right? When they have to go in, uh, they will go in together. They don't dare to go in by themselves because they say, like, not clean. Yeah. But every time when I go, I will bring tour group in. Uh, so it's okay. Uh, like, I'm not in by myself. Uh, I'm with people. Yeah. So, uh, and they also told me last time they used to have, like, Halloween... Halloween event there like night tours that kind of stuff I think night tours yeah they used to have night tours but when I started working they closed the area at 6pm already they were locked up the area at 6pm but they said because night time too many things happen then they cannot continue having tours at night we have come to the end of this episode of Supernatural Confessions If you have enjoyed this episode, please rate us with a 5-star review on whichever platform you are streaming this podcast on. Go on and tell your friends and family about us. You can find more of our content on YouTube, Facebook and our website. Search for keyword Supernatural Confessions. If you or someone you know have a confession to make, visit SupernaturalConfessions.com 
you can send it in text, voice memo, or even video format. Let us know if you want your identity to be kept secret. Supernatural Confessions is created by Eugene Tay. Until the next episode, my name is Kim, your host for this podcast series, signing off with Whatever You Don't See Doesn't Mean It Is Not There.